0: think we're all uh, just about ready for Christmas, aren't we it uh It feels like it too, doesn't it? Yeah, it feels like Easter maybe uh mowed my yard yesterday, and uh don't worry about that because uh there's been times before i've uh you know messed up there was uh, one occasion where I said, "Hey, welcome everybody. We're glad that you're here for the uh funeral. I mean the wedding, so uh um, yeah, that went down really well. <laughs> So, um, got to get my uh, clicker here. All right, so the title of my sermon today is The uh, the Greatest Birth Announcement. We're going to be looking at a couple of scriptures. We're going to look at First uh, Luke chapter 2, and then uh, a little bit later we're going to look at uh, Matthew chapter 2. So, you uh, might want to get your Bibles ready for that. So, um, I know you've seen some really uh, cool birth announcements, and, um, and you know you you probably have seen them on the internet. I mean, the internet is all about really cool stuff, right? Like uh, like cat videos and and pictures of grandbabies. But uh, you know, I found some. Here's here was the announcement of uh, my birth right here. So uh, no, uh, you you've seen some. I, you know, I wish that uh, I had a really cool birth announcement. I don't know. We had uh, whenever I was a uh, little bit younger, the birth of my first child. We actually advertised it in the paper, so I thought that was pretty cool. And here's some pretty cool ones here that uh, you might like. So, but you know, uh, this birth announcement that uh, we're going to be studying today, the birth announcement of Christ, this Christmas is really important. I mean, it really is. A lot of people will just try to minimize it. They'll say happy holidays. But you know, Christmas is really about... Our relationship with our Lord. It really is. And it's about our journey. And so today we're going to be looking at the journey of a couple of groups of uh, guys. We're going to be looking at the journey of the shepherds and the journey of the wise men. And uh, and so today I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to ask for a couple of testimonies about their journey to Christ and about maybe 30 seconds or a minute, but uh, I'll just tell you a little bit about mine. I was raised in a uh, Christian home. I was raised in church and so, uh, from a very young age, I was instructed, I was taught about Christ. And we even, we even had these really amazing multimedia, high-tech presentations called Flanograph back then. Anybody ever heard of that? Okay. Yeah, a few of you might have. But, you know, uh, whenever I started thinking about it was when a friend of mine was asking about getting saved. And, and so I said, well, what's this all about, getting saved? Uh, about So I started asking questions and uh, this dear old lady, her name's Miss Swan, she was the person who led me to the Lord. And so I've, I have I uh, have been a Christian really from a young age, but my journey is in the Lord has really continued even from that time. So even though I have a point of faith that I can look back to, uh, I have still I feel like I'm growing in the Lord every day. So uh, just as a moment of testimony, are there a couple of people here who'd like to mention just 30 seconds or a minute uh, about their... Journey to uh, the Lord, their faith in the Lord, and if you don't, um, if you don't say anything, it might be a little awkward for you for a few minutes. I don't know, or I could always kick back in and start talking. So, anybody here have uh, anything they want to say about the Lord, their journey? Anybody, don't be shy. I already told you mine. Yes, ma'am. Wow, this is awesome. Okay, who else would like to make mention of their journey? Journey of faith. You're all looking around like he's gonna talk, right? <laughs> Nobody else? Okay, well, I'll move along then. So uh, today we're going to be looking at a couple of groups that were uh, drawn to that, uh, that baby born in the manger. So we talk about that uh, the birth announcement. You know, uh, the first group is the, the shepherds. They were just minding their own business. They were tending their sheep. They were doing what shepherds do. Maybe they were counting sheep. I don't know. Talking about, you know, what, it's the, uh, you know, how's the wife? Yeah, the wife is Good. Uh, kids, yeah, they're good. Boy, the stars are out tonight. Yeah, whoa. You know, they were just minding their own business. They had, they were doing what shepherds do, and it's not, it's not a bad business. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's work. But they were surprised. They were shocked by that first birth announcement. And after it's all done, they said, "We need to go find out. We need to go see this thing that has happened." So a lot of people today they're kind of like that. That they, the Lord happens to them. They're not looking for the Lord. They're not, uh, they're not doing anything special. They're minding their business, and the Lord happens to them in their life. And it's an amazing experience. It's something that's, uh, that doesn't happen every day, you think. But then there's this other group called the, the Magi. We also call them the wise men. These are people that uh, these men had been looking for the Lord for a while. They had, uh, most likely these were some godly Jewish believers who lived in Babylon, and they, were, they may have been uh, remnants of the Babylonian exile. But at any rate, um, they had studied, they had learned about the Lord and His birth. They saw that star, and they followed it to Jerusalem. And maybe if they'd read their scriptures a little bit more like the other guys did, they would have known that they were supposed to go to Bethlehem. But the thing is that these people were hungry. They were looking for the Lord. They were seekers. They were wanting to find him, and they found him. So we're going to look at uh, in Luke chapter 2, and we're going to see that both the shepherds and the wise men, they responded in their own unique uh, leadings. Now, I have a good bit of scripture to read today, and usually whenever uh, preachers preach, we like to just do like, I don't know, two or three verses. So I've got a lot to read, but uh, if you'll just stick with me, we'll, we'll uh, make it through it. So Luke chapter 2 and verse 8, here's the Christmas story. and Joseph, and the baby who is lying in the manger. We're going to skip to verse 20. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which they were uh, just as they had been told. And on the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name of the angel had given to him before he was conceived. So now let's skip over to Matthew chapter 2, flip over, and uh, we're going to read a little bit about the, uh, the magi, the wise men. And Matthew chapter 2 is starting there in verse 1. It says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, in Judea, during the time of King Herod, magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all of Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and the teachers of the law, he asked them where Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, and the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be shepherd of my people Israel." On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened the treasures and presented to him with gold, gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. So we have two groups of guys. We have two groups of uh, men, and they're very different in, uh, in how they respond to Christ. But uh, we're going to do just a little bit of a comparison here between those two. So the shepherds versus the magi up here. No, it's not a fight. It sounds like it, but it's not. But um, they came from, uh, one difference is that they came from a different social status. So the shepherds, um, you know, shepherds are really generally considered at any, in any society at the bottom of the rung. Now, I kind of thought about this a little bit, but, you know, I think that, uh, that God really does love shepherds. I mean, David, after all, was a shepherd, and, and there were shepherds going back in time, like uh, uh, like Abraham. So God has a, God really does have a thing for shepherd, and of course we call Jesus the Good Shepherd. But as far as social standing goes, really they're at the bottom of the rung. Well, on the other hand, the wise men, these guys are at the the top. I mean, they are uh, they are the top of social strata. When you talk about the uh, wise men going to see King Herod. I mean, the 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 shepherds—they wouldn't have even been able to get into that court. But yet, you know, the wise men—they came on in, talked to Herod. So you can tell different social strata. Uh, Financial, shepherds were poor. When they go, when they went to go visit Jesus, they had no gifts. Wise men—they had gold, frankincense, myrrh. I mean, these guys were wealthy. And of course, uh, formal education level—I'm pretty sure that shepherds. Probably did not have a whole lot of education. But the, uh, the Magi, on the other hand, they were learned. Obviously, they could read. And uh, uh, some people think that they were astronomers, really smart guys. But uh, anyway, they, they uh, even had probably read that a star shall come forth from Jacob and a scepter shall rise from Israel. So these men, very different, very different backgrounds, very different social strata, very different finances and, and education. And yet there's really one thing that's very common, and this common really to everybody, is that, uh, look at my uh, first point here, is that uh, Christ was born for everybody. We might be separated in our minds somehow by a social or or some type of strata, cultural strata. But Christ is born for everybody, no matter what your culture is, no matter what your background is, no matter what your skin color is, no matter how you are raised, where you are raised. Jesus Christ is for everybody ever, everywhere around. There is no distinction. He makes no distinction. We are all the same on the inside. We all have a need, and that need is we need the Lord. We're all sinners in His eyes. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and 1 Timothy 1 says that Jesus Christ came into this world to save sinners. Luke called him Christ. He said he is Christ the Lord. That means he is the Messiah. He is here to save us. That's his job. That's his role. And I'm going to tell you that uh, there are people who say, well, there's many, people, many paths to God. Well, he said that uh, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no man comes to the Father by me. But now we do say that there are many paths, there are many journeys to Christ. And I can tell you just a lot by looking at each and every one of you, there are many paths, there are many journeys that you've taken to Christ. If I were to talk to you and pull you aside individually, and you were to say, I would say to you, well, what is your journey? How did you get to where you are today? You would say, okay, well, where do you want me to start? What do you want to know? There's a lot there. And so the same thing with these men. And there's, a, uh, there's another lesson here that we can draw from this example that uh, the shepherds and the wise men uh, sent. That uh, Even though Christ said, you know, I'm here for everybody, another thing that happened whenever these men went to go uh, see him was that they worshipped him. I mean, really, that should be our response. When we see Christ, we should worship him. The Matthew 2.11 says the Magi bowed down and worshipped. The shepherds, they glorified and praised God for all the things that they had heard and that they had seen. I mean, Christmas even. The word Christmas means uh, Christ Mass. That has to do with, with our coming together in church and worshipping Him. You know, we celebrate Christ in many different ways and many different fashions. So I see here that we have uh, our Advent candles lit. And uh, Advent even goes back about 400 years. I mean, goes back to the, around the year 400. It's been around for a while. Now we think that here in our modern age that we're very smart, that we have all these ways that we can learn about the Lord. Now, you know, you can uh, you can even get your Bible on your, your iPhone now. Now that's only been around for about say five years. The Scriptures themselves, the Holy Bible, goes back to uh, really mass-produced about the 1600. And Bibles began to be printed in the 1400s by Gutenberg. Before then, uh, how do you know the story about Christ? How do you know the stories about him? That's where the Advent candles came along, It was to help us remember about Christ. And also, there were, uh, way back then, there were songs. There were ways that uh, people could worship together. So there's uh, one song, and you may know this. This, was, um, this dates back to the 13th century. And you may have heard of uh, The First Noel. Anybody here remember that song? Okay. Or if you can help me sing this, okay? Here we go. The first Noel the angels did say Was to certain poor shepherds in filth where they lay in feels where That's what God wants you to do every day all the time. He wants you to worship him, to praise him, to lift his name up in praise. When you leave this building, when you leave this place, you can take this song with you. You doesn't have to stay here. When you're in the mall walking around, I know you're shopping, but you can take these songs with you. God wants you to worship him. I mean, he wants you to do it all the time. I want you to think about what happened whenever the, uh, the wise men, whenever they went to go visit Herod. Herod did not worship. Herod wanted to kill the Lord. He wanted to kill Christ. But you know, in many ways, we're like that. It's like we have a little Herod inside of us, and I know I'm guilty of this myself, where it's not, not wanting to kill the Lord, but we say, God, I want you to be Lord of my life in this area, on these things, but not over here. Because there's times when we say, God, uh, I am, you know, I have got this area under control. It's it's all good. This this thing over here is good. Maybe I need some help over here so you can help on this. No, the Lord wants to be Lord of our lives in all the areas. I can tell you from experience, whenever we don't make the Lord Lord of our life in all of our areas, it just does not work out. If I were to ask you for testimony about that, I know there would be more than one hand that would pop up and say, I should have waited on the Lord. I should have trusted the Lord, and I didn't. But there's many times where you could also raise your hand and say, There was a time where I had faith that the Lord was going to do it, and the Lord came through. I waited upon Him. So we can say that uh, we should worship Him every day. So another point that we can learn from uh, these these guys, back up one, is that uh, the Lord's not lost. He is found. So we read the scripture that says uh, these group of men, you know, they responded to the invitation of the Lord Jesus Christ. They tried to find him. The shepherds, I mean, when they heard the story, the Bible says they booked it. I mean, they hurried. They were looking. They were running through the town like, hey, I'm just looking for this little baby that's uh, like in a feeding trough. Have you seen one? Okay. I mean, you don't see one every day. Anybody here ever had their kid and, and you, you, you put them in the feeding trough? Or wanted to? I don't know. But that was a very unique sign. Think about that; that's just not something that just pops up. But yet, they worship because angels appeared to them. They said, "Go and find," and guess what they did? And there was this—there's this baby, right there. That was a sign to them. The uh, in Deuteronomy it says, "If you seek me with all your heart, you will find me." And we think sometimes, "Where is the Lord?" I want to find him. I'm here to tell you the scriptures say that Jesus came into the world to seek and to save that which is lost. See, God's not lost. He's not lost. He knows exactly where he is. But it's us, it's us. We're the ones who are lost. And we're the ones who need to find him. But the Lord is desperately seeking after us. He's looking after us. And I can guarantee you that if you look for the Lord, you will find him. You're going to find him. I'm going to tell you that for the Lord, there is not anything else that matters more than you. Whenever the angels appeared to those shepherds in the field, they said, it's unto you. They were pointing at these guys. It's to you that he is born. They made it personal. It wasn't just like to you all, y'all, as we say in the South. It was to them personally. You can take that personal. You know, I can't help but think, about those uh, chief priests and those teachers of the law, whenever the wise men went, did their little detour route through Jerusalem, and they stopped in Jerusalem, and they said, we're looking for this Messiah, we're looking for this king so that we can worship him. Those chief priests knew. They knew where he was to be born. Those teachers of the law knew it was going to be in Bethlehem. In fact, the whole city was just up in the hubbub about it, up in the uproar. And yet, Bethlehem, only five and a half miles away. It was so close. That's like walking from here to the mall. That's how close it was. Nobody went except for the wise men. I don't know why they didn't. I Honestly, I really could not tell you. It was just so close that all they had to do was go and seek the Lord themselves. They had all the knowledge. They had everything that they knew mentally about understanding who the Messiah is, but yet they did not seek after him. So now we have these two different groups of people here. They have different characteristics. You have people from, I would say, the, uh, the low social strata, the high social strata, that what they did was they sought after the Lord. Some people, it just happened to them. The Lord just happened. And others... They had been seeking for the Lord for a long time. But here's the thing. They sought after him. And this can happen to you today. If you seek the Lord, if you decide to make him the Lord of your life, that can happen today. And so today you can come forward, as we sing this, uh, this this uh, morning, and you can tell the pastors up here, I want to make the Lord Lord of my life, or maybe I just want to join this church, or maybe I want to be baptized, but I just encourage you today to make the Lord Lord of your life. And let's pray. Father God, we come before you, and we do thank you for Christmas. We thank you for the greatest birth announcement that's ever been, that your son Jesus Christ came here to seek and to save us, personally, us. Father, I just thank you that he took the time to do that. So, Father, as we have our own Christmas celebration, that that, uh, we remember what this season is about. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.